Hi, this is Mark with another real-time update from Oslo Innovation Week in Oslo, Norway. It's Thursday afternoon and I've stepped outside after the presentation on conscientious innovation. It's a little bit rainy outside. There's a park, so I hope that this recording comes through clearly. Our speaker to start the afternoon was Camilla Gromstad. She is Head of Sustainability at Elkshop. Elkshop is Scandinavia's largest consumer electronics retailer. Over 414 stores across six countries. They have approximately 12,000 employees. And her presentation on sustainability focused on this idea of the circular economy and how electronics fit into this and how their sustainability efforts are going. Now, of course, electronics are one of EU's priority product groups in this circular economy. The raw materials, the metals, the minerals, of course, that go into it. But after the sale, there's also the recycled materials. Can it be upgraded? Can it be repaired? Can it be then uh, ultimately recycled? Now, this is all relevant, of course, because 5.3 billion phones were thrown away last year. And there are some new laws coming, especially in Norway and the other Nordic countries, relative to withstanding a drop on the ground, throwing away unsold products. There's a lot of legislation and governmental regulation coming for the industry. Camilla gave us an overview of not only the retail experience for the customers, but also how the circular economy is working. Now, mission of Elk Shop is to help everyone enjoy amazing technology, of course. And then their vision is that no one would be better positioned than Elk Shop to help the customer all the way around. So they focus on four points. Is it easy to find? In other words, an omni-channel offering, the right products, sustainability information about the products upon purchase. The second thing, is it easy to buy? Is there the right price and price matching and buy to try? This would be relevant to sustainability in that you don't have a lot of carbon footprint in the buying process. So there's a lot of, of course, focus on reducing the footprint of the individual stores, but also the increase in online purchase. The third step for Elk Shop is it easy to get. Purchases might be available instantly in the store. There's home delivery, there's installation and setup. This kind of flexibility makes sure that you have the right product and that it's working. Because as many of you in retail know, a lot of people bring back a product instead of trying to get it installed properly. So we're trying to prevent these kind of returns, not only from a retail and cost management standpoint, but from an environmental impact standpoint. Now, Camilla's focus was on the last part, number four, easy to enjoy. There's support and service, both in-store and online and at home. And they maintain spare parts and repairs. There's trade-in, there's help to recycle. So all of these things are designed to improve the circular nature of the buying experience and the product life cycle. 
Now, along with government regulations and new re- uh, legislation, it was very interesting that Camilla said, hey, I hate to cut my talk short, and I want to take Q&A, but I have to go meet with the Secretary of State, who's coming to our uh, headquarters and to a store to visit and see how we can better work together with the government. And one of the things Elk Shop was proposing would be to eliminate or at least greatly reduce the VAT or the tax on repairs so that if the customers were more motivated and there was less of a cost or price obstacle to repairing, they might be more willing to repair their products rather than throw them away, rather than just turn them in. So could we extend the life cycle of the product by recycling? So that uh, meeting with the Secretary of State, uh, along with a store manager and a technician, to see the repair process and to understand how over 3,000 times a year that uh, the Elk Shop is able to repair mobile phones. Of course, the conversation is beyond mobile phones to uh, audio uh, equipment, televisions, washing machines, refrigerators, and so forth, to ultimately repair uh, and upgrade the products uh, before they needed to be recycled. So I really enjoyed Camilla's talk, and I reached out to her later, hoping to have her come on as a guest uh, so we could have an extended conversation on unlocking your world of creativity. So stay tuned for that. Now, later in the day, we also had cases from a social security type organization of Norway. It's called NAV. We had a case study from InnoBoost, and Sandra Horlings uh, gave us a great overview of many of the cases, especially uh, in her home country of the Netherlands, uh, but also with multinationals like Philips on how they're doing with this circular economy. So it's a term I've really gotten to know a lot better while I'm here in Oslo, and I hope I can continue sharing some of these cases and stories with you. So I'm heading back in for the rest of the day. One of the highlights of the afternoon will be a debate on, is it still possible to have conscientious innovation? I'll be very interested to hear some of the pros and cons from the debate and the presenters who will be on that panel. For now, that's all from uh, Oslo Innovation Week and the workshop focused on conscientious innovation. This has been Mark Stenson on Unlocking Your World of Creativity. We'll see you on the next episode.